Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Services podcast with uh, Crow and hey, Rooster's back. Uh, suffice to say, apology accepted, and uh, we'll speak no further about this. <laughs> Am I still fired? No, no, no. You came back, but uh, but the non-disclosure form you signed and I signed, uh, we're not allowed to speak of it. So we're not going to tell anybody what happened. Kind of have to leave it. <laughs> Stipulations and whatnot. Well, that's good because there are a bunch of people on the Facebook page saying I was the real talent in this show. So. I find that hard to believe. What do you know? I didn't look at the Facebook page. Exactly. You didn't, because you never do. Because Facebook is for uh, old fogies and... Uh, I am an old fogie. Tardos. <laughs> and a retardo. A very talented one. But you can't make fun of my disability. Uh, is this something we're not supposed to disclose? Or No, this wasn't... A, what, what disability? The retardo thing. Oh. No. Well, that's my disability. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm confused now. <laughs> I have a question for you. Sure. I'm going to run a little scenario past you. So I walk into a Verizon store because I have to get my phone fixed. You are the attendant there and you're the only black attendant in this Verizon store. And I say, I don't want you helping me. I'll have anybody else here helping me, but not you. It's because I'm black. Is it racist? I would ask you, is it because I'm black? No, I'm just asking you on the surface. As a as an outside observer, uh, or even that person, would you take that as racism? Uh, personally, I wouldn't, but I could see that people would. Okay. If I said anybody but you, I don't want anybody. I don't want you help me. I'll take anybody else. Okay. Do you know me? Yes. Okay. So you just don't like me. Well, the background to this is so I wanted to get my phone fixed. Cause I had a problem with it. Um, and the guy who was there, uh, the guy who was there helping me was, uh, he's, I've had him help me before when I had an issue with a different phone. I walk in, he looks at my phone for about five seconds and goes, realistically, 30 seconds. Goes, yeah, uh, it's under warranty, so let's just get you a new one. So I did this before with my other phone and it didn't solve the problem. So I took this one in, same guy, and I'm like, oh, here we go. He looks at my phone and says, yeah, no, it's it's under warranty, so we'll just replace it. I said, no, we're not going to replace it. There's one thing wrong with it. And what that was is if I if I had if I made a call, event eventually the screen went black, it slept, I can't hang it up. Now it's no big deal if like I'm calling you and you hang up. But if I'm calling someone who's got voicemail that says, if you like that message, press one. Okay, so it won't allow you to hang won't up. allow me to hang up you my can't phone. can't reactivate the screen or anything, huh? No, I have to power it down. Wow. And that's the only thing in the phone that doesn't work. So he says, yeah, we'll just get you a new phone. I said, if your computer was set so that you couldn't get your email, like you couldn't open your email program, would you just get a whole new computer? No. Or would you assume it's something wrong with that? Right. So that's, I just said, no, I want to talk to somebody else. So this other guy comes over and I'm thinking that guy probably thinks that I didn't want to talk to him because he's black. He's tried to help me before. He's terrible at that store. And then there was another time recently where I was in there with my wife getting her phone switched over. She got one of the new Apple phones. And this guy who works there was not working that day, walks up into the middle of my conversation with this guy helping me and just sort of takes over the conversation. He's like, so what do you got going on today to that guy? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm kind of with somebody right now. He goes, yeah, just want to stop in my day off. See what's going on. And I just, I'm looking at the guy like, are you kidding me here? Hmm. So I, the second I saw him coming to help me, I thought, I don't want that guy. Only black guy in the store. And I wouldn't be surprised if he thinks, oh, it's cause I'm racist. Well, if you were a guilty liberal SJW, you would have, uh, 
just take one for the team. Just had him do all the work and and then praised um, all kinds of uh, kudos on him. And if they at the very end when they say hey, how how is I'm gonna get they're gonna give you one of these online surveys, but how how would you rate my service? You would give him five stars all the way down the list. Yeah, because why? Because, because he deserves it. Oh well, I'll... If, yeah, let me let me clue you into something, Rooster. When I when I think of white privilege, I I actually mentally picture an, a dictionary opening up and the page opening up and saying white privilege and seeing your picture right next to it. Isn't that isn't that what it does? I mean, that's pretty much. If anybody at home can picture this, just picture it mentally, opening it up and scrolling down to white privilege, and then there's like a little sketch. That's what Rooster looks like. So if you want to see me, that's that. Yeah, your mental image right now. That's Rooster. That's the face reveal right there. <laughs> So well, here I'll throw a I'll throw a little wrench in your white guilt plan. Okay. The next guy who came up to help me, Asian dude. Well, that's not no. They're all part of the white supremacy. They're all Asians are very much part of white supremacy. Oh really? Yeah. Do you see how light their skin is usually? See, I wasn't clued into this. Yeah, that's a new thing. Um, they 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 are lacking mel uh, melatonin just like we are. Is it melatonin? Melanin. melanin, sorry. I knew I'd say the wrong one. Melatonin's like what yeah, the stops you sleeping. being depressed and or I, something. And I was going to say melanin first, and then I swear. Ah, oh, damn it. I'm editing that out. <laughs> Wait, it's not, it's not melatonin for depression. I yeah, it is. Remember. It is? Yeah, that's the helps you sleep and helps you relax or whatever. Yeah, but mel melanin is your skin. Right, but there's a there's a different one for your brain. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't um, know. So... Anywho, yeah, so it doesn't alleviate you of your racist tendencies and your and your hatred of minorities because um, we're going purely by uh, pigmentation. Well, it really is a hatred of really shitty customer service. Now, if you'd have been Cambodian. You can shit all over Cambodians? No, 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 you can't. Then then that would prove that you're, you're – that would prove your SJW bona fides because Cambodians are, tend to be like darker skin, so they're in the brown spectrum. Okay. Okay. So Koreans, Japanese, um, no, they're very pale. Clue me in on all this. I'm re- this is, I yeah. mean, my my white privilege. Sorry, well, my know, white privilege. Intersectionality basically only um, only supports uh, when it comes to people of color, POCs as they call them. Um, they always say, you know, how they say brown people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're not talking about Japanese and Koreans. They're talking about, you know. What the Laotians and Cambodians and you know the more swarthy Asians. What about Vietnamese? Uh, no, they're they're actually not part of the uh, the mate the 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 matrix of diversity. Koreans? No, absolutely not. South Koreans? No. North Koreans? No. Did you see what happened to those uh, North Koreans that were uh, in New York wearing MAGA hats? Well, yeah, but they were attacked by two black fellows. Mm-hmm. By two upstanding young black men. Yes, because they didn't have brown privilege. Well, there's a brown privilege well, now, too? No, see, I, was, I shouldn't have said that. I know there's a vagina privilege. Hmm. They, weren't, they weren't part of the POC spectrum. Okay, this is really confusing to me. I'm learning a lot here yeah. that my white privilege has shielded me from. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of vagina privilege, I'm going to use that to segment... To, to segue, I was gonna say segment, segue into another topic that's really big, and will probably take a bunch of our time. But did you see that woman on campus, or one of those campuses that went up and hit somebody who was doing a protest of abortion rights? No. When did that happen? Just recently. She just walks up to these guys, sort of Berkeley style. And I can't remember where this campus was right offhand. But they have the video. The woman just walks right up and just punches this guy. And she's like, you're terrible people and all this. And the reason I say vagina privilege is because if that was a guy who hit another guy. I mean, this was a smaller woman hitting. And the guy she hit wasn't big. But he was bigger than her. And if a a guy walked up and did that, that guy's going to get hit. No, not necessarily. You saw the... the college campus where that the berkeley thing where the where the guy was had the table and he was yeah but the guy the guy who hit him at berkeley was a lot bigger than him i guess if you to reverse those two people 
I think the guy who started it would have gotten his ass I think the conservatives are actually afraid to fight back because they understand the optics and how it was going to be misrepresented. So a lot of them are kind of paralyzed by that. Well, let me ask you this, just as an interesting question. If a woman came up to you in that situation and hit you, just punched you right in the face, would you hit her back? It would be probably like a pimp slap. Really? Yeah. It'd be like a backhand or like a big open hand. Like loud. Like that uh, eight ball guy on the, on the bus on the in bus. New York City that one time? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 w- I, would, I would strike back. It, it, the problem is the a lot of these Antifa types, they put the women in the front because they know that the conservative types are reticent to to hit them, to strike back. I, I mean, I got to be honest. I've never been, I've never been hit by a woman. I've never had a woman slap me or anything like that. And I always grew up like, you don't hit women. You know, that's, that's just not cool. But I, I have to say, knowing myself, react as far as a reaction goes, if a woman hit me, just walked up and hit me, I'd probably hit her back. And the reason I say that is you ever like, I remember moving one time from house to house. We rented a U-Haul and I was crouching down out of the U-Haul and I hit my head on the top. Oh God, it hurt. First reaction was to punch the side of the U-Haul. Like, it hurt, so... I'm as dumb, but I'm just thinking, if a person just walked up and hit me, I'd probably hit him back. Well, I mean, I... I wouldn't say, geez, this is a woman, I probably shouldn't hit her. My first reaction would be, this person just punched me. All right, well, talk, speaking of that, there there's a video that came out. A police released footage of an elderly man being shoved off a city bus. The passenger is now facing murder charges because the she pu- pushed him from the top step of the bus, face first, while he had a walker in front of him trying to get out the bus. Both hands open, palms on the back, shoved him, and he hit his head on the sidewalk. Died later. Um, but as far as I could tell, nobody nobody hit her. Nobody responded um, to that uh, in the way that I would. Yeah. I'd have beat the living shit out of her. Really? Oh, yeah. You Absol- think so? Oh, absolutely. Yep. You wouldn't have just, like, grabbed her and said, hey, what the hell, and waited no, for the cops no, to show up? No, I, I would have. I would have grabbed her, and I would have been... Uh, that would have been causing some damage. You wouldn't have, like, checked to see how the guy was first or something like that? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'm thinking you probably would have well, done that. you know, you're probably right. But let's say everybody's, like, streaming out the bus to check on the old guy, and they're like, uh, would you, he might be dead or whatever, and people are checking on him. I think my next instinct would be to go grab her, and as soon as she did some sort of, like, defense kind of thing, be like, nope, ain't gonna happen. Wow. Yep. Well, I mean, as a woman, you can hit another one. Right. That's yeah. my privilege. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to get back to this this abortion thing because that's what this woman who hit this guy was protesting. Okay. And abortions like all over the news lately. Um, a, a bunch of states, I think Ohio, Missouri, um, a couple others have passed restrictive abortion bills. Georgia had their heartbeat yeah, bill. Yeah, the, you can't have an abortion if there's a heartbeat detected. Did you hear what Alabama just passed? I thought that. Waiting for the governor to sign it. No. No abortion, period. Oh, That's it. I didn't hear that. Um, this is a huge backlash it, because because the left has gone completely insane, and they don't realize what they've awakened by doing this bullshit. Well, my devil's advocate... Uh, point of view would be the left has taken a reasonable position and the right has gone cuckoo cuckoo bananas yeah that's yeah. my that's my uh devil's advocate position that's what what's his name did to uh, ben shapiro in the in the uh that was that interview. was different we'll get to that because he said he was taking devil's advocate yeah but so alabama passed one that said no abortions period i mean rape incest all that stuff none which was kind of, I mean, we've talked about this before, kind of a bridge too far for me. I think, I think abortion's pretty disgusting. But the idea, that, the part I struggle with is a woman who's raped or is a victim of incest or something like that having to have that kid. Well, most uh, very fervent pro-life people would say, um, well, that's not the child's fault, right? I, and that's a good argument. Yeah. But I also think a good argument on the other end of it is why is a woman forced to... You know, if a woman was raped, is she going to be forced to carry that kid? You know what I mean? So, well, and another, my problem with that scenario is, yeah, I'm, I'm very much pro-life, but 
my problem with going that far is in the rape scenario is there are genetic predispositions to certain behaviors. And if you're the kind of guy who has low impulse control and this, you know, and, and is a rapist and sexual deviant, there's a chance that trait can be passed on to your children. That's, yeah, I that's, suppose. That's my, that's, that's how I look at it. It's like, I, that woman should not have to carry that, you know, that knowledge that, yeah, the, yeah. This, this might be a product of an actual, you know, a genetic product of this guy who raped me and, and what's that going to produce? Yeah. Well, well, and most pro-lifers just say, well, that's, that's a nonsense argument that, you know, just it doesn't mean, you know, you, you, you don't pay for the sins of your parents or father, whatever that kind of shit. But, uh, I, I don't know. I think there is something to it because there are traits inherited, personality traits inherited, you know, not, not just eye color and hair color and, you know, looks there's personality traits that are inherited too. Well, I, I once heard that, um, there was some study that came out that said, uh, Again, can't cite it right off the top of my head. That said, they believe that up to even like seventy-five percent of who you are is based on genetics. Yeah, that even even your uh, the it's nature versus nurture, but even the way you grow up, a lot of times doesn't outweigh who you are. You've seen those studies where they they had the twins that were separated at birth. No twins. Um, There's stories after stories about how identical their lives were even though they've grown up in like completely different areas vastly different circumstances didn't know about each other and they get get them together and they find out just the craziest they call them coincidences but it's just so nuts that you know like they had they had dogs that they named the same or they you know they went to the same or they did this uh, had the same interest and like learned how to do like mechanic you know they both were mechanics or electricians or whatever just weird shit like that Hmm. you hear it all the time well so I understand the point. I understand both of those points, the pro-life and pro-choice points on that one. I get them both. Right. So I've said before that is a that's the tough one for me to decide on, um, and I'm glad I'm not. I've never had to do that in my life. But what I heard about this Alabama bill was that it's written specifically to challenge Roe v. Wade. And the funny thing was, you know. People say, well, Roe v. Wade is free abortion or, you know, you can have an abortion anytime. That's not what it says. I mean, I think it it bans anything beyond, I think, it bans anything beyond the first trimester. And now we've got states saying, hey, up and to birth. You know, which is, it's blown a little out of proportion by by the right, a little bit. But, but, uh, I mean, they're like, oh, in the birth canal. No, that's not what it says but but yes you can abort a baby at eight months if you want to in some states now so yes this is the backlash but this alabama bill was written specifically to go to the supreme court and challenge roe v wade so it's going to be really interesting in the next couple years to see what happens with that but there was an alabama representative a democrat um and i i don't have his name here uh sorry but he said you can, he's a black guy, says you can kill him now. This is his pro-abortion stance. You can kill him now or you'll just have to kill him later in the electric chair. Because these kids aren't wanted and they'll be a burden on society and stuff. And I'm thinking, really? did you just make that argument? Did you just say, yeah, it's okay, you're going to have to murder him later anyway. With the idea that... Uh, a very large, I believe a large majority of of fetuses that are aborted are black. I mean, what's to say about this guy? Uh, Alabama State Representative John Rogers. Yeah, I, I don't recognize the name. I recognize yeah. a picture, but... Some kids are unwanted, so you kill them now or you kill them later. What the fuck? You bring them into the world unwanted, unloved, you send them to the electric chair. So will you kill them now or kill them later? That is just crazy. Is it? <laughs> yes. Is it really? Yes, it's crazy. No, that he'd say that. Yeah. That his basic justification is he's making big assumptions about these kids and what they're going to be, so it's okay to kill them. Yeah. It's it's okay to kill them based on what he thinks they're going to be. Well, that's that's that isn't Democrat big government mindset. Where... Isn't that exactly what the Nazis did? Yep. Yeah, isn't much. that exactly what the Nazis did? That's what socialism leads to. It, yeah, 
that's what it is. So it's fucking crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Well, now Alyssa Milano says she goes until women get their reproductive freedom back. She's not going to have sex. Well, not just her. No, but she's asking. She's asking all the women, the women's. To join her. Right. Bette Midler joined her. Yeah. And, you know, I'm really depressed about that because right. not going to be able to have any Bette Midler sex, yeah. you know. Well, the the right were just completely making fun of her along with the left saying, you're, you're kind of giving them exactly what they want. Well, less, promiscu- it, less promiscuous it, sex means less ch- chance to get basically, pregnant. Isn't she basically saying, you know, abstinence? Yeah. So <laughs> there's these memes where Mike Pence is doing a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so insane. But when she says they don't have their reproductive freedom, look, you can have a baby anytime you want. You know, if you're if you are capable of reproducing children, you can have your reproductive freedom has not been changed. Right. You know, and I heard I heard Joe Rogan talk about this. <clears throat> Joe, who's pro-choice. And uh, he said, look, if if these people actually believe that you're killing kids then, of course, they're going to protest you. Louis C.K. made that joke. and But the fact is, it's it's true. And Yeah. If, it's just like if all of a sudden the Overton window shifted to the point where they decided that, you know, we, we're going to start allowing parents to kill kids up to age two because they really haven't developed personalities yet at that point. <sighs> Crow. Come on. So if that happened... You're just- you're just making a mockery of this. And I were to go, well, that's wrong. I don't want people killing toddlers. I'm going to try to stop that. And uh, I do anything necessary to stop that. Would that make me wrong or bad? No. No one me- would ever advocate that you should kill unwanted and unloved children. No mm. one would ever say that. Yes, just clumps of cells. So if you had an unwanted or unloved two-year-old, no one would make the case that you could you could kill them. Yeah, that's a bridge Well, except far, right? the guy from Alabama. Yeah. And I, I realize that's not exactly what he said, but that's where his argument goes. Right. But, you know, I'm kind of okay with the idea that we've talked about this before. There's there's these liberal women who are saying it's it's not ethical to reproduce because the world is fucked up and you shouldn't have kids. And so we're just going to have a no kid thing. And I'm all for Alyssa Milano and her lefty friends not having sex and not having kids. I'm all for 100%. The problem is once they hit their 30s, they go fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. If they don't have kids. Yeah. And then they start doing crazy shit. Like texting all the time, like she mm-hmm. is, or Twittering all the time. Or like becoming the president, of, or whatever the Twitter is. The, tweeting. The prime minister of Germany. Mm. Merkel? You become Merkel. Like you look like that, or are you just dress in a lot of pantsuits? The, the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> you speak German, start yeah, yelling, yep, schnell, You basically schnell. become her. That would be bad. That would be bad. She's pretty frumpy looking. Oof. She's got like a permafrown. <laughs> Resting bitch face. Oh, this is so much more than that. Really? And also, she's her mothering instincts have taken over. She didn't have kids. So instead of becoming a crazy cat lady, she became a crazy foreign invader lady. <laughs> okay. So she surrounded herself with a bunch of crazy foreigners that are alien to the culture, and she wants to mother them. Okay. Put out milk for them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and by putting out milk, I mean put young German girls. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, keep I'm, going. I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're going there. Well, also on this uh, abortion thing, Brian Sims, state representative oh, yeah, from yeah. Pennsylvania. You guys haven't from... heard this. This is something else. Yeah, so Brian Sims is a... State representative. Openly gay. Well, what does that have to do with it? Well, it's very important when you're intersectional to put your creds out and your pronouns and whatnot. So you got to say what you like and who you like to fuck. <laughs> your bona right fide. Up- is it bona fides or is it bona fides? Um, your bona fides. You, the thing is, you have to tell people your your what your kinks are right off the bat. So, you know, it, he should actually explain, is he a power bottom? Or is he, you know, is he the catcher? Is he the pitcher? What is he? We should, we need to know. Why? Uh, it's important as part of your intersectionality inter- because you need, need to know on the scale, 
you know, are you submissive? Are you dominant? Are you are you are you uh, being? Are you the guy who gets shit on? Or are you the guy who shits on the chest of your partner? Okay. Um, what if? But we're conservative, so we don't care. Right. But but we don't matter because oh, we're not. So he's signaling to all his lefty because, friends because we're not the media and we're not Twitter and we're not the the tech CEO um, um, in charge of of all the uh, whatever gets disseminated on their. Uh, social media, so we don't matter. Okay. So we have to say openly gay okay. before we say he's even our state representative. So you have to say, so this week, openly gay state, state representative, Brian Sims. That's how you have to say it. You're reading this? Three weeks ago, openly gay Democratic Pennsylvania state representative Brian Sims harassed four women and one man outside of what looks like Planned Parenthood's center city in Philadelphia. Well, so he basically periscoped himself confronting this older woman, and I I think she had to be in her 60s or 70s, just badgering her, you know, about how she was this white lady. Old white lady. Yeah. He said that multiple times, just with such dripping contempt. Then he said, and the irony is apparently lost on him, because the left can't define irony, apparently. He said, uh, you know, how many pe- how many children have you clothed today? While they're standing outside a Planned Parenthood where they're aborting babies. Yeah, they're not babies, Rooster. They're clumps uh, okay. of cells. Okay, well, I They're was... malignant growths in the utero wall. Okay. I was using my definition of terms. Well, your truth is what you're saying. No, I was, I was using... Your truth. <laughs> I don't have a truth. I'm just saying... <laughs> So, uh, so, and these women, at least from what I could tell, and I could be wrong, but from the videos he pointed out, were not shouting. They weren't yelling at anybody. They were outside praying. Uh, at the most, trying to pass out pamphlets, but not being aggressive. Yeah, tr- trying to tell these women they had choices. I didn't hear any slut shaming or anything like no. that or whatever. Um, but he said they you're shaming people for a con- constitutional right they have. That's what he said. You are shaming people for a constitutional right that they have. He said that more than once to this. And, and on top of this old white lady, which right there, that pisses me off. Because with the, with the amount of con- contempt that he was saying that and the multiple times he said it, I mean, that's he he's attacking this woman based on race. Partially. Yeah, but she doesn't, she doesn't land on the intersectional scale. Right, she is not a POC. Uh, but just a POS according to him. Isn't old on the uh protected? Uh, no, on the intersectional scale cuz no. no. Really? Yep. Wow, I'm learning so much today. Yep. Is there like a pie chart for a graph or a graph or something for this? We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll come up with one and we'll we'll put it on the Facebook page. Oh, that would be I good. Kind of like that one with like what type of gay are you? You're obsessed with gay people today, aren't you? Yeah, it's just a pretty funny one. I took that test. It was pretty funny. <laughs> what kind of gay are you? I think I was uh, considered a gym rat. You weren't a twink? I wasn't a twink. I wasn't an otter. I wasn't a bear. What's an otter? Otter is like a bear, but skinny. Oh, I thought they'd be like a super playful gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because otter, didn't they have a thing for seaweed and shellfish? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they like sushi. Yeah. I would be a gym bunny, but I'm too old. Okay. So I'm a gym rat. All right. So. It's just a different kind of rodent. <laughs> and if you don't wash your clothes, are you a gym skunk? Yeah, probably. Really? If you're really irritable, are you a gym badger? Hmm. I would. I would assume so. Well, the, well you know what? We'll post that. Uh, we'll post that test too for our listeners. They can. They can take the test to see what kind of gay they are. You're making lots of lots of promises here on a Facebook page. You don't do anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Write it down so you don't forget. Yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, my my point with this Brian Sims thing, though, is, and I will not deny that there are hardcore religious right people who have said some terrible things outside of abortion clinics. I mean, there was the one guy years ago who was shooting abortion doctors in their homes. I mean, that's that's crazy. I'm not advocating for any of that stuff, but it appears, at least from what I could see from the videos that this guy posted, that these people, which were mostly women, were not shouting to anybody. Uh, 
I don't know if they were shaming him or not, but they certainly weren't blocking anybody from going in. So he badgers this older woman, which is just flat-out disrespectful. I, I don't care if she was a lefty and a guy who would be doing this to her as a righty. That's somebody I would step in and go, dude, cut it out. Leave her alone. You know? But then he openly called for, he offered money for people to dox the daughters and the friend of a woman who was there. So she was there saying, hey, look, we're just praying for the babies, you know, and he would not let her talk. Here's his actual, here's what he said. Here's his quote. Okay. So he started filming himself and then he went up to him and he goes, what we got here is a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pseudo-Christian protesters who've been out here shaming young girls for being here. And so here's the deal. I've got $100 to anybody who will identify any of these three. And uh, uh, the woman goes, hi. You know, the mother goes up and she goes, and she's very polite. She's like, so we're actually just here praying for the babies. And he was having none of that. He ignored that. Uh, kept talking to his phone, to the audience. He goes, so look, a bunch of white people standing out in front of Planned Parenthood shaming people, he said, as if their races were relevant. Uh, then he argued that there's nothing Christian about praying for the souls of unborn babies. Uh, he goes, there's nothing Christian about what you're doing. Nothing Christian at all about what you're doing. Nothing Christian or loving or godly about what you're doing. So I've got 100 to anybody who will identify. $100, 100 bucks. He repeated the offer three times in order to emphasize it, even though it seems he promised to give 100 that give that 100 to Planned Parenthood. It doesn't matter. Oh, uh, not to whoever makes these teenage girls vulnerable to harassment. Uh, so they left right away. And so he goes up to a young man who remained there. But hang on, back up to this. Back to, don't you get kicked off of Twitter or YouTube or Facebook for trying to dox children? Oh, wait, if you're on the right. Yeah, and I'm not sure. What, what the format was he using? Periscope. Okay, so I don't know who's what affiliation Periscope has with any... Uh, I think it's Other one of the big tech companies that yeah. owns Periscope. But my point is, if this had been a person on the right, and I believe rightly so, had said, I'm going to offer money to dox children, gone. That would have happened to a conservative. Yeah. And it, it should so. have. Yeah. But it didn't happen to this guy, who has since now made his uh, Twitter account private. I mean, that, that's so stupid. After he harassed these girls, and also when he said that, he, another, again, bringing up white, uh, one of the girls wasn't even white. She's like, she turns around as they're leaving. She's like, eh, I'm pretty far from white. And that's what she said when they were leaving. Yeah, because she's Latino, isn't she? I, I'm not sure, but... Uh, well, their faces were blotted out. Thank um, goodness. Well, not the one I saw the video I saw, but... Uh, then he goes up to this young man who's who's not bothering anybody, and he asks... Uh, what, what his name and, and address is. And the, the guy actually said his name in the city that he lives in. Mm -hmm. Like, no no confrontation or nothing. Just said, oh, my name is such and such, and I live here. And then he goes, what makes you think that it's your job to tell women what's right for their bodies? And before the guy could even answer, he goes, uh, the truth is I'm not really asking because I don't care. Shame on you. <laughs> I mean, this, Brian Sims said Brian this Sims, to the guy. Yeah. Then he walks away as though, as though he was, look, it's so, oh, so righteous in what he just did. He was fierce. Because you know what? He's 99% beast. Uh, Planned Parenthood here, this is another quote from him. Planned Parenthood here faces attacks daily from people like this, from pseudo-Christians saying that they are here to somehow protect their own version of Christianity. Uh, and then he encouraged them to donate $100 of Planned Parenthood. Um, yeah, so he keeps bringing up pseudo-Christianity because in his view, I guess a, a, a Christian... Uh, a doctrine that says, you know, unborn babies deserve to live. Well, the opportunity to live is, is, is not Christian. Also, he's probably very uh, pissy about the Christianity, you know, and, and gay marriage and all that. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of his chip on his shoulder. Well, which is fine. He can have that. But yeah, but that my question is, and I don't know anything about the guy other than as he's a state representative, represents the heart of Philadelphia, which I think it's how it was described. I don't know if he fancies himself a Christian at all or if he's just pretending to know. Because 
I hate these people who pretend that they know what something is when they have no idea. And I'm just going to guess that Brian Sims does not view himself to be a Christian. He just read 15 pages out of the Bible and regurgitates stuff. Like, the people who go, you're sounding very hateful. There's no hate in the Bible. Actually, hate's in the Bible about 360 times. Well, he may actually go to a church, but it's probably one of those non-denominational with the rainbow flag and very much gay pride, this, that, and the other, where where it's a very loose interpretation of the Bible. Well, and maybe he does. But my guess is he doesn't. My guess is he doesn't know much about Christianity other than what Bill Maher tells him. You know, that's my guess. And so if that's the case, then shut the fuck up. You know, it's okay if you want to have a a differing viewpoint, but go there and talk with these people. Don't just shout at them. And you know what? In all of this stuff, there was never a guy his size that he went up to and did that to. Absolutely, yeah. Never once. Yeah. And I put that on the Facebook page in my post about this. The guy's a coward. Oh, he, yeah. He's, he's an absolute coward. Because if there would have been a guy, you know, like he's, you he's or a, me, that he walked up to and did that, the likelihood that he's going to get hit, it isn't high. Well, less so with me than you. But it's, uh, but it's certainly way more than it is with, you know, these teenage girls. Well, he's just a classic example of a bully. He's a classic example of somebody projecting. I mean, he, he's he's everything he's saying they are. He's well, doing yeah. everything he's saying they are. He's he's basically the bad guy, and and he's so he just he must hate himself so much that he can't he can't he can't uh, admit you know the truth of the matter. So that projection goes on to somebody else to blame somebody else. So you don't have to blame yourself. That's well, what projection I mean, is. I don't know. I don't even know if that's true. I don't know if he hates himself. It's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. I think what's funny is he put on his Twitter, hey, bring it, bullies. Yeah, Yeah, he He, goes. He is a bully. He's a classic version. So live action, um, they're a pro-life organization. They tweeted it and said, hey, you know, do you want to change the hearts and minds of of the killing, on the killing of preborn children, become a monthly supporter of live action receive receive updates. And so they basically promoted themselves over this because yeah, this, he's great. He's a great promotion for pro-life. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, comes back and says, bring it Bible bullies. You are bigots, sexists, and misogynists. And I see right through your fake morals and your broken values. Hashtag be real. How are the women he approached misogynists for this? Uh, it's internalized misogyny. Okay. Yeah. So, this is another bullshit term. So that, that yeah, that answers that. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more... Yeah, you, exactly. You know, see, being the intersectional uh, lesbian black disabled woman that you are, I expect you to explain this stuff to me, and you're just regurgitating these terms that seem silly to me, and you're not defining them for me. I, I really... I lean on you, Crow, <laughs> to to make me understand. And you're just not doing it. Right. It's not my job to make you understand. That's a lot of emotional um, labor. Okay. And so you are basically cracking the whip to force me into emotional labor as a slave to you. Okay. To appease your white fragility. And I'm not doing it. So like using the slavery example, if I owned a plantation and you ran up to my plantation in shackles and I said, why are do you have shackles on my plantation? You'd go, I don't have to explain this to you. No, because you're the one that put them there. But I didn't. You did. Whether, How... whether you did or not, you did. Okay. See? See no. how that works? No. I'm... You are responsible. Really? How? For everything bad that happens. Just me? Well, and you're, and you're kind. What kind is that? Um, the people that have uh, very little uh, melanin. <laughs> oh, so all white people? Pretty much. But Brian Sims is a white people. Well, he is an ally. Because he sleeps with men? He's an intersectional ally. Because he sleeps with men? No, because he has a voice and he, and he, and he speaks the truth. He's woke. Ah, what truth is that? Um, our, <laughs> our truth. His truth. My truth. <laughs> so you have a shared truth? Right. But, but it's not your truth. Because your truth are lies. Really? Yeah. But then it wouldn't be truth, would it? Wouldn't they be my I'm glad lies? You, I'm glad you admitted that. <laughs> See? See, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Pretty soon you will be an ally too. You'll be part of the intersectional community. 
This is like that Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie. Take the test. Find out what kind of gay you are. You just you just scream like you see one, and that's exactly what this is. Ah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Now we understand. Okay, I reject your truth. So, did you see the the rally they had, the uh, pro life rally they had at this place? Yeah, yeah. The people like came in from all over yeah, the country. Fantastic. It was and they thousands, in, thousands of people. They invited him to show up and speak his truth, and he didn't show. No. Nope. And the thing is, there was a lot of people, I watched a lot of videos of this because there were um, live bloggers there and they were interviewing people and the people were all very, I mean, other than saying this guy's a big bully and a coward and he wouldn't say that to me, um, there was no threats. There was none of that. They were basically saying, we're going to pray for him. Well, and I, I agree, but saying he wouldn't say this to me is an implied threat. I'm fine with it though. I'm yeah. fine with that. Well, you know, there was, um, so the clinic, the abortion Planned Parenthood had volunteers standing out front in yellow shirts saying escort or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No. Um, you know, men and women, um, young and old, um, that they recruited to stand out front to put on a face like, hey, you know, if, if any young ladies want to get an abortion, we're escorts. You know, we're, we're not going to let these shamers shame you into not getting an abortion. It's, you know, putting on a show, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and so they were standing out there, and, and they weren't getting harassed. They had a couple interviewers come up and going, hey, you know, how do you feel about Brian Sims? And they wouldn't answer. Or they'd try to, you know, block the camera or block the, the microphone and walk away or shout her down or shout them down. But, yeah, and but the people weren't being assholes to them. They weren't going up and bullying these people. Yeah. And I, I know that's happened. I, I know there have been places where women have walked into abortion clinics and they've been, they've had terrible stuff yelled at them or thrown at them. I I get it, but that wasn't happening here. No. And the guy picked a fight and he didn't want to finish it. So this is my problem with the people who do the, you know, I'm fierce. I'm a fierce warrior for the cause. No, you're not. You didn't show up. No. Because you know, you want to look like an asshole. Yeah. And that's why Brian Sims is such a, such a, um, tough guy when it comes to christianity because he knows christians more so in america probably you know pretty much everywhere christians aren't going to form angry mobs and come after you brian sims try that with the muslims see what happens oh see now you're going there yeah well he's a coward and that's the reason he doesn't say there's all kinds of misogyny all kinds of hatred of gays um in the muslim community not just overseas in america but he he's not going to point that out because that that actually would be dangerous no, see, the, the Muslims are intersectional, too. Yeah, so, yeah, and we so laugh. They're all, but they're the, all on the same team, right? Yeah, but the, the feminists are in, in league with, with uh, Muslims. Like Linda Sarsour has, has very much interjected herself into the feminist movement as, as a, Sharia, a Sharia law proponent. Well, wasn't the guy at the Pulse nightclub a, a Muslim who went there to kill gay people? Yes, because the Pulse was a mostly gay nightclub? Right. So, after that, there were gay people saying, hey, we stand with our Muslim brethren? Yeah, because not all Muslims. Oh, okay. But all Christians. But that that mosque had a guest speaker there, like, six or eight weeks before that, who said, why should you feel bad about killing gay people? They're sinning. I mean... Yeah, death to infidels. But my point is, people like Brian Sims are still on their side. These are people openly talking about killing him. Because they're most... You know what? To them, Islam is is full of brown people. And brown people are part of the intersectionality. So it's it's racial. It's not it's not just a religion. Because, you know, when, when people like you, Christian white men, talk yeah. about Islam, they're not thinking about other white um, Muslims... Muslims, excuse me. They're thinking about uh, swarthy men from the Middle East. Okay. So if I was black and I said you as a black, lesbian, disabled woman were a pox upon America and that you should be eliminated, we'd still be allies? You're Muslim? You identify as Muslim? No, if I was black. If I was black. I'm not... If I was... If I was actually black. No. Are, are you wearing a MAGA hat? Because that sounds like something a guy with a MAGA hat would say. 
I'm right. almost sure of it. Right, but I'd be but I'd also be black in this example. And then he would probably throw bleach at me. You. The black guy? Yeah. Why? Because um you because you internalized your your uh whiteness. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my thread here. No, but if I was black Right, you're a black you're a black white supremacist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're a black white supremacist and you're Christian, if you're a black Christian and and what if I wasn't Christian? What is a what if I was a black atheist and I was not wearing a MAGA hat? And I said you as a self identifying black black gay woman are a pox upon America and you should be eliminated. Does um, how much where does it override my intersectionality there? This just doesn't happen. You're you're just making things up that would never happen. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to justify that. Yet again, I'm not going to put in the emotional and intellectual labor to answer that. Well, but... Just because you cracked the whip. But you have to because I'm black. Oh, damn it. I forgot. I'm looking at you. It's hard for me to picture you. Yeah, but I'm looking at you. Well, yeah, but uh, I constantly identify. (laughs) Self-identify. It's black. Lesbian. Okay. Here's, I'm still, I'm lost. Well, here's, here's my answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got? Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. I don't know. We could talk about the Colorado shooting if you want. You, know, right, what? you know what's funny? I was just looking at my notes here, and that's the thing I was going to talk about. Okay. You know, there is no, there's not a whole lot of news coverage about that anymore because it's a... Well, the intersectionality abounds. It's a uh, a Christian-hating woman transitioning to a man who went and shot up that school with a stolen gun. So there's no toehold there for the left on that one. I mean, they they can't blame gun laws because this gun was stolen. And they can't point out too much that this person had it out for brown people because... You know, anti-Christian. This is a hardcore lefty mm-hmm. who did this. Both of them. Yeah, and the other one's sixteen, right? Sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the race. Biological is. girl. A cisgendered. Girl. Uh, okay, the first suspect is an eighteen-year-old gay high school student. Um, what's the other one? Wait, and this is where I get confused, and you can help me out with this. So, she is a woman transitioning to a male. Right? Right. So if she likes women and is transitioning to a male, she's not gay anymore. Right? Right. Just like if you're a man transitioning to a woman and you still like women, you're a lesbian. She's not gay, but she still is LGBTQ. But she's not gay. Let's go beat the queers. (laughs) That's what that stands for, right? No. LGBTQ? Let's, no, let's that's... Beat the queers? I thought that's what that stood for. No. Okay. I L- mean... Liquor, you're... guns, bacon, and tits, right? <laughs> Is that what that... I can't remember exactly. Yeah, that there you go. That must be it. Okay. <laughs> Got a little, little screwed up there. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back on track here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so that whole thing, from the left's point of view, kind of went away. Because it's not Dylan Roof and Eric Harris, you know, right. two white males shooting up a school. But then they had a, I think it's Moms Demand Action rally or something about it, saying, uh, you know, oh, we hear you, and this should have this should have gone a certain way. And some of the students wanted to speak, and they wouldn't let them speak because they were pro-gun. So they got up and started walking out, yeah, uh, in large group, yeah, yelling, they were, they were yelling finished, mental health, yeah, mental they, health. They were disgusted by how it was politicized, and all they wanted to do was. Was uh, memorialized the, their fall, the fallen student who was a hero, Kendrick, or yeah. um, uh, his name was um, like he and two other kids charged this Kendrick Castillo. Yeah, they like charged this kid and yeah wrestled with him and he got yeah, shot. Yeah, so the head. so the most of the students thought that this was going to be just a a memorial and and kind of remembering and his bravery remembering him. And when they started talking, immediately started doing the politics bullshit. Um, they got pretty upset and they walked out. Yeah. After I think the Democrat, one of the Democrats that was speaking was talking about what we need to do and take action, you know, walkouts and this and that. Like, okay, fuck you. I started walking out. 
But they were, I mean, they were chanting mental health. Yeah, they're saying because that's what this is. I believe that people until about 20 years ago didn't have this entitlement issue. I mean, yes, there were some people, but society has this whole deal of entitlement. You should, you should be given a job. You should be given the things you want um, without working for them. And I, I just heard this woman spout off with Joe Biden, who she said, "I have." Uh, he was out in a crowd doing some campaign thing, and and she says, "I have a statement more than a question." I'm paraphrasing. She goes, "I believe Trump's an illegitimate president." She said, I have a severe case of Trump derangement syndrome. She said, I didn't like him before he ever ran because I have friends from New York who dealt with him. Like, eh, bullshit, you did. But she says, uh, you know, he won this election by 70,000 people in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Uh, He did it with Vladimir Putin's help, which has been debunked. And uh, he continues to help Russia, which I'm saying, give me the example because he's confronting Russia all over the place and his best friend is Vladimir Putin and I don't want a country run by Putin and I don't think we can put up with this guy and she's she goes he's attacking the constitution and he doesn't even want America to be good and I mean just all of these things you're like this is this is delusional it's empirically false bullshit and and she was so I heard this and she was so self-righteous in her delusion she there was no convincing her otherwise and then Biden agreed with yeah, her. He, want, he says, you should be uh, running for my pre- vice president. Yeah, he goes, would you like to be my vice president? And he goes, no, listen, people, I agree with you. Yep. Now, what happened when uh, John McCain, as much as we've said, we didn't like the guy, when he was running against Obama and somebody goes, oh, he's just a Muslim. He's not, And he goes, listen, don't do that. He's like, don't say that. You know, he's a he's a good person. We disagree. Um. And the left didn't give him a whole lot of credit for that. But then when somebody came out and said something about, uh, who was it? Saying something, Trump was at some rally. God, I can't remember what this was. Saying something about uh, one of the other Democrats, and he didn't deny it. He didn't say anything. They're like, he should have scolded that person. Well, here Biden is doing even worse. He's going, no, I, I agree, agree with, with you. everything you said, yeah. He's not an illegitimate president. Yeah. We had a fucking election. He won it. You know? And we spent, I don't know, $35 million over 22 months proving that, yes, Russia meddles in our elections, but it didn't It didn't get Trump elected. And, and if you want to talk about collusion and, and dealings with Russia, it's the pot calling the kettle black. It's the Democrats that are in bed with uh, all kinds of crazy shit going on uh, with the Russians. So my, knock it off. My God. I mean, let's be fair. How many elections across the world do we mess with? Yeah. You know, we're either, I mean, shit, we invade countries to take their rulers out. You know, it's just that when somebody does it to us, it ain't, it ain't right. It's, it's ridiculous. But this idea that you can just make shit up and keep saying it is ridiculous. I'm, I'm just so tired of it. This woman's got, I mean, she does have Trump derangement syndrome. Well, they, they're of the school, and I don't know if she's specifically. But this is part of the, you know, the um, progressive playbook. It's repeat a, li- repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. Yeah, there's some, there's some law for that. That's what it's, it's called something. But but the the rules for radicals, the Saul Alinsky book that uh, the pro- progressives use as their playbook, it it's ba- that's one of the you know one of the things that. Uh, he didn't come up with that, but that's one of the things that that's one of their strategies. It's like, it's like just be relentless, be relentless. People, it'll wear people down, and and eventually that'll just be the the truth. Yeah, and it's it's absolute bullshit, but you just keep repeating it. And well, that's I I think I have a I have a friend who's um yeah buddy of mine way back from high school, and he's on the left. He's a moderate lefty. Like I consider myself to be a moderate righty, and. He says uh, about that election when people are saying, you know, we need to get him out. We need to impeach him. We need, he goes, that's how you start a civil war. He goes, that's how you take a duly elected person and you throw them out based on how you feel about them. You know, that other side, and Jordan Peterson said this on Bill Maher's show. He goes, what about all the people who voted for him? They're not just going to sit there and take that. That's going to be a, 
that's going to be to them a perfect example of how the government's corrupt and they can't win. You know? I mean, Glenn Beck was even talking about, and you know how I'm, how much I don't care for Beck. He was talking about, you know, he was a never-Trumper, and now he goes, the guy kind of makes some sense. Why does he make sense? Because he talks to a lot of people who feel like they're not even being listened to. Right. You know? His approval rating's at like a 51% now. Yeah, but that's, you know, smoke and mirrors. Sure. It's all BS. That with, what do they say, 92% of his coverage on the media is negative? Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a hill to climb. His, his approval rating now is higher than Obama's was at this point in his presidency. Yeah. But, you know, that's just because he still had the holdover from that terrible Bush uh, economy. Yeah. Uh, I had this talk with uh, with someone that they were saying well, you can't really you can't really say this economy is because of Trump you know they do that or they go the you know all the groundwork was laid in the presidency before as if the, you know as if you know they always do that right um, so in the eight years that you were there you couldn't fix it but well, it got fixed in the two years after you left and then I also said but Obama even said this is the new normal so get used to this. There's not going to be 3% G- GDP growth. 1% going forward is the best we can expect. Right. He said. That's what he said. Well, all these jobs, they're gone. What's he going to wave his magic wand? Well, I don't know if he's got a magic wand, but the yeah. jobs are coming back. But it back. was right out of Obama's mouth saying that he is not taking credit for this. He can't because he said it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, Thomas Friedman, the mm-hmm. sort of wussy, I don't know if he's an economist or whatever, but... He actually came out, he's a lefty, he came out and said, Trump's the only one who can, I'm paraphrasing, can, can fix this China thing. He's the only one who's going to be able to stand up to him. So. Yeah. And I, you know, there's going to be, there's got to be, the problem with America is we've gotten to the point where nobody wants to, there's instant gratification. There's nobody wants to put, have to go through any hardship in order to get their, their self better. Like from, from the person on up to the nation. So you've got, you know, the from the lowly teenager, you know, wanting to get free college to our nation as a whole, we don't want to take any any lumps before, you know, we don't want any stress because that's we just can't handle it anymore. So they're they're saying, well, the soybean farmers, you know, they're it's going to be really tough for them. Yeah, it it is. And Trump's even said that he says, you know, that they're the farmers were a big constituent of of Trump's constituency. It's hard to say that word for some reason, but. Uh, and he said, yeah, we, we want to try to help them. We don't want them to go under, but we still have to do this. But we're going to feel some pain in the short yeah. term. And he goes, "I'm here, we're going to try to do some bill in order to alleviate the pain of, you know, people taking this, this hit for a short term, but in the long run, it's good for America. So I'm sticking with it. That's a, that's the attitude we need in a leader. Yeah. Well, and I have heard several people say that Kennedy would be, he'd be a Republican at this point. I mean, a... Reduce the taxes, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country kind of thing. I mean, that that's straight off the Republicans' playbook right yep. now. So, well, should we end with some would-you-rathers? Yeah, we kind of didn't didn't intersperse them in our stories here, and we're, we're past an hour or so. I say it's because our segues are so good. Okay. Sure. Now, we might not be past an hour at this point with all the editing I'm going to do, <laughs> all the controversial things we said. Did we? Oh, I think so. Really? I, th- I think there's stuff I'm going to have to edit out of this one. And everybody listening is go, did he? Did he? <laughs> did Crow edit? What did he? What did he edit out? I didn't hear that. I didn't. It was so seamless. I didn't even hear it. Because I'm that good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you rather uh, take cooking lessons from a celebrity chef or piano lessons from an acclaimed musician? Uh, I can cook, so I'm going to do the piano lessons. He's uh, not a celebrity chef. I, well, wait, Gordon Ramsay would be awesome. I think he'd be hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I have no interest in piano whatsoever. So it would it would be cooking lessons. But what, what if it's a different instrument? Let's something that I'm slightly like a guitar. I, if it, like an awesome guitarist was going to give me guitar lessons, yeah, I'd probably take the guitar lessons. Yeah, but guitars way cooler than piano. Exactly. So I mean, then it skews the whole question. Okay. Would you rather eat ice cream every day for a year or go without ice cream for two years? That's a dumb one. I'm not even going to acknowledge that one. I'd go with the second one. Yeah. I, could go, I couldn't eat ice cream every day. I don't care. Uh, would you 
rather have lunch with an influential billionaire or with your celebrity crush? So, okay, your celebrity cr- crush is, uh, give, forgive me if I can't remember, is it Jason Momoa? Well, he is dreamy. <laughs> Chris Pratt is your celebrity crush, right? What are we talking, man crush or crush crush? What's the first person that came to your mind when, you, when I said celebrity crush? Uh, Jason Momoa and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, the, you know, there's always a couple I think of, but the one that I always settle on is Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Momoa, very dreamy. How about uh, uh, Thor? What's his? Uh, Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He I'm, seems like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. I'm kind of out of his league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would just be me, like, slumming. How about you? Nathan Fillion. You know, he's starting to... I hate to say this. It feels like blasphemy. He's starting to get close to that that, uh, um, Alec Baldwin line. Yeah, I don't don't follow his tweets or anything. I know I I really try not to, because I don't want to... Larry Korea. Fun to hang out with for a while. I don't know. I... I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, I th- I go, think go, it would be. Go, go out to go out to uh, Yard Moose Mountain and go shooting. Go shooting with them. That'd be awesome. Yeah, to do something like that, but just hang out and have lunch. Eh. I guess that's what they said. Lunch. So lunch with an influential billionaire. If you don't have anything to bring to that, like if you're expecting him just to throw you money, that'd be stupid. No, I would. Tot- if, you're, if you're expecting to learn something from him, maybe I would totally go to the influential billionaire. I would love to pick the brain of a Mark Cuban or. A- or a um, Kevin O'Leary, or um, especially Kevin O'Leary, or a Warren Buffett for an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd gain too much out of that. No, they'd basically be like, "Crow, get your shit together." Yeah, be, Crow, you know everything you need to do, and you're just not doing it. I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> Thanks for the two minutes <laughs> and lunch. Yeah. I assume they're paying. All right, I think we're, we'll stop there. All right. Uh, if you want to get hold of us it's rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com and uh if you want to check us out on facebook you can check us out on bread and circuses podcast and if you want to know why i got fired see you bye